Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey y'all, I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the Spirit Doctor, now in Panama, Kelly Sparta. What's up, Kelly? Hey, as you said, I am in Panama. I made it. We are now taking it international, whether you wanted to or not. That's right. <laughs> it's been quite the journey. We we arrived and three days later got COVID. And we were down for like almost two weeks between the two of us because he got it first and then I got it. And then, uh, and then we finally got out and about and we found a rental and we bought a car and you know, we got the dog delivered finally because he got stuck in Panama City because of protests. And yeah, if you want to hear the whole journey, go visit my TikTok account and watch all of the videos. And you can see all the journey and you can see pictures of the new space and of Panama itself and the yard and the dog and my husband and all the things because that's going to be the easy way to do it. And it's I'm at Kelly Sparta on TikTok. So uh, that's it's also getting cross posted to Facebook and to Instagram. So if you're not a TikTok person, you can find it there. But more stuff is on TikTok. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So we are we are diving back in to we the are. podcast series and all that. And we have a very cool guest today. We do. I'm so excited about this topic. Um, and this guest, I mean, she's amazing and I'm super excited. So uh, I'm, let me tell you a little bit about her first before we talk about the topic, because you saw the topic when you clicked on the podcast. So, <laughs> um, uh, but let me talk to you about Angel Dawn. She's, she's a multi-talented modern day mystic 
And as a uh, international psychic astrologer, evidential psychic medium, and a spiritual teacher, she is also a certified spiritual advisor with LWISSD, which we'll ask her what that is in a minute, uh, a certified practitioner of the Akashic Records, an animal communicator, and a Reiki master who incorporates a strong healing component in all of her work. She advises clients, businesses, and the general public using her profound spiritual gifts. She has worked with major publications such as Reader's Digest and Bustle, uh, podcasts and filming for shows. She continues to work with an international client base, providing private readings, and has also delivered mediumship, mediumship demonstrations with the public. Wow, Angel, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Oh, well, we're, we're so excited. What is LWISSD? Okay, so that stands for Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. So Lisa Williams is, if you've uh, ever heard of her, she's uh, a pretty uh, renowned uh, world-class medium. She's had her own shows over here on Lifetime, England, and like um, she's uh, yeah she's been on TV. So she's kind of like the earlier generation of uh, mediums out there, psychic mediums. I'm kind of feeling like she's talking about my gen. <laughs> I'm older than I look, Angel. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I know, baby. I know. That's all right. I'm happy to be a trailblazer. That works for me. So, <laughs> so, so Angel, you're going to talk to us today about uh, natal charts and how they signify what your wealth potential is, right? Yes. So I'm going to delve more deeply into that topic so people can understand like the signatures or things to look for in their own chart uh, to understand like what, what they came into this world for, uh, what they can maximize in terms of like creating more abundance, having more success in their life and, and what to watch out for. So it's not completely set in stone. That it's like uh, factors that we can work with and understand to make ourselves just, uh, you know, wealthier, happier, more abundant, and so forth. So it does require, though, to have sort of maybe a, a little bit of a basic understanding of your chart or to create your own chart. And I suggest people, there's many resources online to create your own astrology chart, and you don't have to go deeply into the technical aspects to just understand the basics and I'll, and I'll help all people understand them. How, so, so, you know, there's a bunch of different places online that you can look up your natal chart. So we know that. Tell me, what do we look for once we're in there? What's, what's that about? How do you, how do you figure this out? So first of all, I want to backtrack to the natal, uh, what's called the natal chart. So natal, that means like your birth chart. And even what astrologers also use is there's a term called natal promise, which is like the potential that's kind of like written in the stars, written into your chart. It's your ultimate. The word. Yeah. And then some say like the ultimate destiny of the individual. So there's many aspects to it. And then for one part of the natal promise is like your wealth potential. 
I want to say that, you know, you can have a lot of markers in there for, uh, for creating wealth. And then I would consider that pretty, pretty lucky. But with everybody, they have a balance of like uh, good and bad. Nobody comes into this life. Most people don't come into this life with like everything handed to, uh, handed to them on a silver plate. So, though, I want to say to people when things, uh, when you do have limitations in your chart, those are only like challenges uh, because we come here to surmount our challenges. And uh, that just creates more of like, uh, it creates this stronger evolution uh, of ourselves, but it's also just feels good to surmount those challenges. So, when you look at a natal chart, I want to say that there are certain indicators, natal indicators. And in this topic, we're focusing on wealth. And I want to mention what a significator is. Wealth significator is usually a planet that rules a house or planetary body, symbolizing a certain concept or theme. So in this case, the primary wealth significators, you'd have to look at um, like the second house. So the second house in astrology, you're looking at a wheel and it's split up into multiple quadrants, like a pile. So you're looking at the second house because the second house symbolizes like what you own, your values in life. And that tends to follow the first house of self. So it's more like what you own. So, and then so you look, it's very easy. You just look into the second house and you see what kind of planets are in the second house and normally you would look at venus and jupiter because venus they're both considered the planets of like luck venus is like the lesser benefit that's what they call it jupiter is the greater benefit so you're talking about like both are lucky venus is money jupiter is like big money it expands it's like the planet of greater luck. So lesser luck, greater luck, they're both lucky. So if you have Venus or Jupiter in there, then you're, you're pretty lucky. And even and still pretty lucky, even if it's retrograde, it just means that there's a thing called retrograde where planets, uh, when you're born, they could be retrograding. It, it modifies the interpretation of it. Uh, maybe maybe the, the wealth comes in a little bit later, or it's... Um, you have to be very conscientious about how you use the energies of that planet itself. And I just want to backtrack here. Venus typically symbolizes like harmony, money, self-esteem, pleasures in life. Jupiter, you know, Jupiter, it's like Zeus, the um, king of the gods. So it's very expansive. It's a very jovial planet. It's expansion, all about big. So, so those, those planets in any combination um, in the second house, either one of them is very helpful. But Jupiter, definitely. I want to say uh, other planets, if you have Pluto in there, it's pretty, pretty good depending on its condition. That's like power and control in that house. And I just want to um, talk about Bill Gates. For the longest time, he was like the richest man in the world. Okay, He was on the billionaires list. He was... Up there, you know, maybe he got dethroned by Elon uh, for some time. Bill Gates had Pluto and Jupiter in the second house. Pluto is power and Jupiter is expansion. It's expansion of power. 
huge expansion of, of power and money in the second house, which, which often relates to money. So it's not like, it's like an, oh my God, type of aspect. It's just so liberal right there. So you've noticed that there's a lot of different factors in that moon in there, moon in the second house, money fluctuations, right? Moon relates to like the ebb and flow, like the tides it also relates to the motion emotions. And so money will go up and down, um, oftentimes even in connection with your emotions. Mars in that, that's money leaving. That's a lot of energy put into like spending money, um, using that money as a resource. So it's, uh, it just really depends on what planets are in there. Uh, but I want to say those are the primary ones. But Pluto, Venus, and Jupiter. And then there's um, also... I want to mention the part of fortune that's not really talked about too much. It's huge. When, when you look at astrology charts and you look at basic, like a basic chart, you'll see a, a symbol that looks like a circle with an X through it. That's called the part, part of fortune. And it's, um, it's, it's basically what's considered an Arabic part. It's a kind of like a mathematical formula or construct Taking, taking the aspects of your rising, your sun, and your moon. It's really huge because it kind of describes like how um, blessed you'll be, just how fortunate you'll be overall. The ancients kind of connected it just to money, but I, I think it's like overall just about your general fortune. I know it's, it's, it's a lot here, and I can talk more about the, about the fortune. Let me see if you have any like um, comments so far uh, on this. I, I want to know more about that. Okay. 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 So, so also called the lot of fortune, the part of fortune. So the Arabs uh, really took a lot of those formulas that came, uh, one, one of the main part of fortune formula that probably came from pre-colonistic times. So we're talking about Greece or earlier with the Babylonians and Sumerians. So they, what the Arabs did, they, when the Roman Empire fell, they took that part, the, all that astrological like information, and they developed those parts or those formulas, and they created a lot more. So that's why it's associated with the Arab, Arabs, Arabic parts. So these are formulas. They're they're not actual planets. They're not planets. They're just like formulas. So the most popular ones part of fortune. So you can see, and you can even. You could go to many, um, I think a lot of major websites include that. Uh, you could, you could get a, you know, your own chart done at astro, A-S-T-I-O.com. They often include that the part of fortune. And then you'll see in what house it's located. So where you can be most fortunate, where you, where you, you will feel lucky, but oftentimes that's, uh, it, it depends also on the state of that because Astrology is infinitely complex. Like it'll see like what uh, what is the part of fortune talking to? What are the planets is it talking to? Is it are they having a a, a, a great conversation or a bad conversation? It kind of influences your your uh, your elements of luck there. So I want to say like let's say you have Saturn. Saturn having a uh, some friction with the part of fortune. Saturn is the planet of like hard work, 
you know, father time um, and restrictions. So when it's squaring, sort of uh, astrologers use as, as a, it's a type of uh, energetic combination, squaring the part of fortune means like a lot of hard work and possibly restrictions in maximizing your wealth or where, where your fortune is. So it just means that you're going to have to work harder to achieve that. Uh, the, the pathways to success are a little bit more constrained um, versus not having that. So, um, and, and, you know, if, if uh, also knowing what house it's in and also what rules that part of fortune. So is the part of fortune in like the third house, the third house in Aquarius, for example. So that means Aquarius um, is ruled by Uranus. So you have to look to where Uranus is in your chart. So you, you see how it is? Like there's like, it's almost like an astrology. You're following the cookie trail, which the breadcrumbs. So this leads to this leads to that. So, um, so for, again, in the third house, ruled by Aquarius. So that means you look to Uranus. Where is Uranus in the chart? What conversations is Uranus having? Who is it speaking to? And you can get more and more granular, like degrees. And then you kind of want to see, you see Uranus, like, is it making, is it having a conversation with the part of fortune itself? So you can see that, um, yeah, there's just so, so many variables involved. And so that's just like on a simple level. But when you go into, and I, I won't go too deeply into the advanced part, but then we're talking that like when you want to get more details, we're talking about who, what's uh, the second house sign, what's, what is its ruler, so talking to other houses. Is there like, what, what if it shows up in between houses? In between houses. Uh, we're talking about the part of fortune. Yes. That's really, really interesting because I want to talk about degrees. Degrees are really huge in astrology. This is a little bit more advanced. So if you see that, let's say part of fortune, let's say towards the end of the house, then that means it's almost like looking into the other house. Uh, so it's like, it's a combination of where you've been and where you're going. So you're going to get like the benefits of both houses. So if it's, if it's like towards the end of the third house, which is all about communication and, um, and travel on a more like on a smaller scale, and then it's kind of touching the fourth house. That means you'll also have the influence of like benefits of a family and your roots, kind of coloring that. So actually, I really like things that towards uh, in between houses because you kind of get the uh, best of both worlds. So it's like being a, a cusper, a sun sign cusper. You could be like a Pisces Aries cusp. Kind of have the benefits of both signs, but I want to talk about degrees too. If any points like the part of fortune or any planets are tend to be at like the last degrees, so every sign is about is consists of thirty degrees. So you take twelve signs and multiply it by thirty, you get three hundred sixty degrees, which is a circle. 
But I want to say when you have any planets or points towards 27, 28, 29 degrees, then those are really critical. They say kind of like anything goes at that point. You have a lot of freedom. It's, it's like tends to be really good for wealth. Um, if you have any earth or water planets at those degrees, why? From one to 30? Because I feel like it's like a high vibration, 27, 28, 29. It's almost like a sense of maturity. It's like not your first rodeo in a sense. Like you, you, you've worked with the energies of that specific planet. So let's say Mars at, at 27, 28, 29 in Scorpio. It means it's kind of like a maturity to that, to, your, to the way you exert your willpower. The, the, um, it's a really courageous, courageous. It's the soul warrior sign with Mars and Scorpio. So at those high degrees, it's like um, an unstoppable force. So if, if we're looking a little distracted, if we're looking a little distracted, I'm pretty sure Jules doing the same thing I'm doing, which is staring at our own charts. <laughs> I was trying to find mine. That's what I was like. I was trying to be so quiet because I'm like, I had it printed out. Let me go see what it is. So I'm like, I'm I got to look at mine right now. I did not prepare for this. Right. Oh my God. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at mine and I'm like, oh, look at that. I've got well, 29 degrees. Well, mine, I've got 29 degrees for my Mars. No, that's not Mars. The, wait, wait, what is it? Venus. I'm, I'm at 29 degrees. It's right at the edge between the first and the second house, right? And I've got just before that is Saturn at 21 degrees. And it looks like, um, no, that's, no, that can't be Saturn. It's got to be Jupiter. I've got I've got this sort of mush together of of signs. So it looks like Jupiter's at 21 degrees just before that, and then at at the end of the second house, I've got at 27 degrees. I have uh, Neptune, and then in the fourth house at 27 degrees, I have Mars, and then in the tenth house at 28 degrees is my Moon. Yeah, you've, you've, you've got a, a lot of them. So that means like... Oh, and 26 degrees, that's not quite 27. It's Pluto in my 12th house. So yeah, got a lot of 20s. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great. It's like a, um, a sense of maturity in use of those planets. But I will say there is one caveat though. So Earth or water planets usually at 27, 28, 29 are associated uh, as like, well, planets, but the 29th degree in Taurus or Scorpio is a little bit dangerous only because that axis, they're both opposites of each other. They tend to go to extremes. So that can be like bankruptcy, you know? I will say that's Joy. The Thanks. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just, I feel that once you're aware of those things, that you can, um, I don't know if you can. Uh, completely avoid it, but you can minimize it. So it's it's almost like because a lot of people don't know about these things. So it's almost like you find out about these things after they've happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So it's like almost it's almost like the universe telling you you don't get to find out about things that are supposed to happen before they happen. You know? So because it's a part I keep of being life. told that over and over again because I'm like, 
But 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 I want they're like no you can't look <laughs> you cannot learn that before ahead of time. Yeah, true, true, and that, that works with like um, also as as a psychic medium. Sometimes people ask a question and you're not given that information because it's not for them to know right now. You know, they can't because certain they, certain things must happen before that happens. So it's just um. Uh, but anyways, going back to this topic i want to mention one thing and there's another exception here if you have cancer at 29 degrees that is like amazing they call that like the millionaire's degree so uh, a lot of people with that degree they um, inherit wealth or real estate because cancer is associated with the fourth house fourth house um, also rules real estate and family so um what degree does it need to be at 29 29 cancer. I got a, uh, it's in my seventh house at 22 degrees. I, and I don't know what all this is. It says 22, then 21, then 49. Mm-hmm. So 22 degrees. Yeah. That's Dang it. I'm a few off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, so I'm confused. So answer this for me because in I'm looking at my chart and it, it's, putting planets at degrees, but not the signs at degrees. So how do we read the signs at the degrees? Because it, it's got the planets, right? Both. Because um, I would say it's whatever whatever planet or point is at 29 Cancer. Because you could have at 29 degrees Cancer, you could have your Venus there. And you could have Uranus there, right? So that is specifically related to the degree and the sign. That is different than um, when I'm talking about, uh, in general, the formula for like uh, Earth or water planets at 27, 28, 29. So there's, there leaves a little bit of a, a leeway because it could be different kinds of planets there, specific planets. So it's it's could be could be any planet at those degrees. So and I'll I'll be honest. This is the reason why I've never really gotten into astrology is because the numbers and the degrees and it's just it's it's when I look at it it just like freaks me out. Right? I just hire other people to do it for me because I'm like, wow, it's just too much. My brain won't hold it all at once. Right? Um, and and so you know, like I'm looking at the chart, and I don't see any. So, uh, what what does the Cancer sign look like to begin with? Is that the that's true? So, astrology. Um, I I will say that it's definitely requires a very. It's it's a very uh, how can I put it? Uh, left brained. Am I correct? Left brained activity. Very analytical. Um, so yeah. So it actually is a synthesis of left and right, you, in, intuition and the analytical ability. So once you understand like the basics of the language, like what the signs look like, and that helps a lot. The, the symbols, the glyphs, they call them glyphs, uh, you'll be able to understand it more easily. So for like, uh, what you're saying, like a cancer? Like yeah, cancer a, is, what's the glyph for cancer? Cancer, it almost looks like two tadpoles circling each other with like so it's a like the 69 it's like the yeah 69. like the 69 yeah. yes okay all right 
so then, um, yeah, so my, my moon is at 28 degrees in, can- in cancer. So that, that's interesting. So cancer, that is a really 20, you said moon at 28 or 29? 28. That's a very, very strong moon. It's a very emotional moon. Uh, if we, uh, I, I don't know what kind of aspects it's making or not the temperature, but moon is dominant in cancer. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's a, it's an ultra emotional moon. Um, I feel, I feel there's a little bit of like some mitigating factors because, um, you don't come off as being like an, uh, as an, I'm a uh, Scorpio uh, with a yeah, cancer moon. So yeah. Labor so rising. So yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of control there. Um, uh, I tell like, people I'm, I'm, I like to dive into the deep into the muck with you and love you like a mother while we come out the other side. That's, yes, that's yes, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's very, so that makes sense from what I know of you as an intuitive too. Scorpio and cancer, um, those are strongly intuitive water signs. I mean, I mean like you can't get any more, um, can't go deeper, any deeper than that. That's like, the, the depths of the ocean. So it's a, those are uh, amazing signs to have as an intuitive because you're, you're working with intuition. And it's really interesting because um, people who have a lot of that, the water and the earth signs, particularly the water, um, are very successful, tend to be very successful in business. Um, I think like the business signs are like Cancer, uh, Scorpio, and Capricorn, that, which is an earth sign. So they're like the business signs. But it's pretty telling that the millionaire's degree is at cancer because you have to have a high emotional intelligence when you're uh, uh, trying to be successful in business. You have to be, um, you know, some of the most successful people have a strong intuition. They know how to work with people. And uh, you have to make so many decisions while running a business some like split split second decisions, tons and t- so you have to be able to follow your instincts. Uh, so I'd say like intuition, instincts, gut feeling—they're all like the same same thing. But just with people who do this work, we're we're taking it to a higher level. So that's why um, it's really uh, like water signs rule in that aspect. You know, um, this is this is amazing. This is fascinating stuff. So I know that everybody out there is probably asking the same question I am right now, which is, how do I figure mine out? How do I do it? I need to know. I need to know. How do I? So so how do they get in touch with you? Because, you know, it's it's all well and fine to see the different charts, but I'm sure that uh, to the different, different elements, but I'm sure that the way that they interact makes as much difference as, the, as what they are. And so, um, you know, if somebody wanted to have a reading with you, I know you're doing a special for us. Thank you. Um, so uh, she's uh, Angel's offering a special of 10% off if of a reading, right? Um, if if you uh, use the coupon code Sherpa10, and it's uh, Sherpa like Spirit Sherpa, but it's all capital letters, 10. And I assume that there's a place to put that in on your website. And what's your website? So my website is uh, angeldon.com. That's angel and then D-A-W-N.com. And uh, there you can find out more about me and you can use that code for any reading with me. And I provide 
animal communication readings, different types of astrology readings, including relationship readings, um, psychic readings. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a gift to your readers. <laughs> Yay! So I, I know you're going to get a bunch of people going, I want to know what my wealth code, what my wealth potential is. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get a ton of people because, you know, if they're as fascinated as I am, I have, I have not put my face in an astrology chart this hard in years. So, you know, yeah. Um, so this, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Jewel, did you have a question? You, well, I was going to say, and it, it actually made sense because I, I found my chart. I found my chart, and apparently I am not going to beat Elon Musk on being the wealthiest person in the world. <laughs> so I'm not. So, so Elon, if you're listening, there's no threat there. We're good. Um, I'll Don't go, have to know, come for me. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, we're good. We can be friends. Um, so, yeah, so my so my, uh, my fortune one, the, little, uh, the X with the circle, that is in my second house. And it is, but I also have Mercury in there. So, yeah. yeah. See, no, I'm sorry. Not, not, not Mercury. Not Mercury. Mars. Wrong one. Okay. Yeah. So I went to Astro Mar- and it, yeah. it didn't have the little circle with the cross in it. So I'm going to have to go look it up somewhere else. But yeah. that's, that's okay. Well, you can um, go into the settings and you can turn that aspect on. Oh, um, okay. I'll have to go back and do that. Major aspects that they, um, so you'll have to check. It's like yeah. usually, usually the additional objects besides the planets are um, usually Chiron, Lilith, part of Fortune, and then anything beyond that tends to get into more um, esoteric. Yeah, yeah, territory. So, yeah. <laughs> this was mm-hmm. so cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And I want to say that one thing is that. What helps to learn astrology is kind of like delving into your own chart. So it's like you want to know, you want to know all the secrets and everything. So that really helps you to kind of understand it because you're like, oh, like a, like a detective in trying to, you know, find out everything you can um, that was kind of like promised before you incarnated here. So it's, it's actually really fascinating, endlessly fascinating. I mean, I'm still like studying my chart even after years and years. It's just like, find new discoveries all the time well and and the more the more you speak the language and uh, astrology is its own language right and the more you speak the language the more subtleties and double entendres and you know nuances of meaning that you begin to understand so even if you looked at the same chart for the same things years apart you would see something completely different because you ha- your understanding of the language has evolved so much and your ability to tap in and understand the correspondences and the correlations is, is huge, right? So for, for every year that you spend doing the work, the more you understand. I, I do the same thing with my intuitive work, right? Um, the, the stuff I understand today is very different than the stuff that I understood back 25 years ago, right? So it's, it's a huge difference. So doing the work makes a big, big difference. And this is why I hire astrologers because I don't want to, I don't want to spend 20 years learning it. I'd rather just leverage somebody else's skills and, and, and pay them for their time that they've spent doing that, right? Definitely. You would, um, you would hire specialists or experts to like, you know, repair something in your house. You're not going to do everything yourself. And I'm not doing my own teeth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't miss that. Yeah. <laughs> One other but, real quick question. Is this only with the, the, what you were talking about, the, the wealth and our inner wealth, is it only related to the birth chart or does it kind of move and we can look at the same things with our progressive charts as we move through life? So the natal chart uh, is associated with the natal promise. So what's promised there, like the ultimate potential? I would say that um, in progress charts and transits and things like that, um, it kind of like brings in events where you can actually have like, oh my goodness, I just I just won, uh, you know, on the on the lotto scratchers, uh, you know, won, won the scratchers and and um, and you know maybe maybe like a, a good amount of a good amount of money, but ultimately. If, if in your chart in the natal promise, it doesn't promise like, let's say, a Jupiter and Pluto combo, you probably won't become like a gazillionaire, right? But transits and progressive, they do because it's all about change and our whole lives are about change. So it will bring in uh, a lot of variable factors. So it is, it is a good thing to mention like, oh, I have a Venus moving through my eighth house right now. That means that I may get lucky with having my loan approved, having some extra money coming from other people. Eight house is like other people's money, things like that. But it's ultimately like the natal promise, the natal chart's almost kind of like the bigger picture, you know? So, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Do we have a Kellyism for today? Yeah. So let's, uh, let's say um, <laughs> well started is best finished. And if you know where you start, you know what you have to work with. And that gets you half the way home. There you How go. And it is, it is all written in the stars. <laughs> all in the stars. See, you had, a, stars. you had a Julesism. A Julesism. <laughs> oh, my God. First podcast internationally, now in Panama, and with the first ever Julesism. Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> well, that's all that we have for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta and Miss Angel Dawn, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. 
and it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.